Hey there team and welcome back to part two of my binge eating recovery and transformation story. I realized I used the word recovery in my part one and I think I might use it even in the second part. I don't even remember, Uh, but I just wanted to use the word transformation because I feel like recovery sounds like, you know, like I had an addiction or like just negative, you know, and I feel like food binging, binging patterns are so prevalent. And I believe that most don't share about it because of all the shame that is tied to food binging, right? There's so much shame and guilt and just, yeah, really shame and guilt, honestly, associated with not being able to control ourselves around food. And I'm just here to remind you again that if you have ever binged on food or if you binge every night or multiple times a day or once a week, whatever your case may be, you are not alone. And if you feel that you cannot control your food, your eating, you know, your obsession over diets, calories and exercising the food off, etc., you know, there is a way out. There is freedom and transformation possible for you. Um, and honestly, if I, it, this were me listening to myself, you know, even three years ago, I wouldn't believe it. Right. So just, just really open your mind. And, um, I'm excited to dive into this next second part of my share of my story in regards to binge eating and food obsession. And if you have not listened to part one, I really suggest that you go back to that episode and give it a listen and then move to this part two episode. Okay. And if you have not already join my Facebook group, I'm going to keep saying it, sister. I am going to be announcing, I'm going to be announcing some cool free opportunities and resources and maybe a workshop that is coming very soon. So sign up or click the link in the show notes and just join the group. You don't have to do anything but join and you'll be uh, up to date, you know, with all the things. All right, let's dive into part two of my binge eating transformation story. For those of you that struggle with food, for those of you that obsess over calories, for those of you that binge eat, and maybe those of you that purge, right? I haven't even shared that. I also binged, I would, well, let me get my thought across first and I'll tell you about my binging and purging, but I want to let you know that freedom is possible. Freedom is so possible for you. If you think that something's wrong with you and you're so sick of obsessing over your weight and your calories and hiding your body and not feeling free at a pool party or at the beach or even just summertime when you want to wear a tank top because it's hot but you don't want to wear a tank top because you don't want to show your arms or the shorts you know like or the the crop top whatever it is for you maybe it's all the above I want you to know that freedom in your body is possible even if it sounds so effing impossible coming from my mouth I want you to know that I lived that life for over 10 years and I'm only 32, right? Like I'm not super, I'm not 40, 50. And even if you're that age, like there's no, I'm trying to get you to understand that 10 years of my life is a long time if I'm only 32, (laughs) you know, like, so if you've been feeling it for 20 years and you're older, like it's same, right? Like I get it. I get the, the never ending guilt, shame, and just hopelessness really. And I'm here every week to remind you or every day on Instagram, right? And now in my Facebook group or or with the girls that I work with personally that are my clients in my program, 
You know, I'm here to remind you that there is a gosh damn way out and you have to trust. And I'm the living, breathing example, okay? And to give you more reference, like uh, what it felt like for me at the very worst, outside, honestly, like when I just spent all my time thinking about food and obsessing over calories, that was also, I would consider that worse, right? And uh, worse in terms of like sobbing and crying and deep shame and guilt was when I was in grad school and I was alone. And I had this like cabinet where I kept my food. It was like in my master bedroom because I had a, a different living situation and that's where I kept my dry food. And of course the cold food in the fridge. I would have my, literally my head would be stuck in the cupboard. I couldn't get it out and I wanted to just eat and I wanted to just like fill myself up and I would get stuck there. I would get paralyzed and I would, there'd be random ass shit that didn't even taste good and I would just eat and eat and eat and it would never fulfill me no matter how full I got until the point that I got sick it was never enough and I couldn't stop I would eat almonds in almond butter and then grab some chocolate like and I also didn't have a lot of sweets available to me because I wouldn't let myself because I was terrified to have those things in my in my cabinet because I had so much lack of control I was so afraid of food you know, like I wouldn't buy ice cream. I would not buy anything that was chocolate, cookies, ice cream, or sugar because I would eat the shit out of it. But what I did have though, oftentimes because it was quote unquote healthier was the almond butter and almonds and maybe granola, right? Or yogurt. Like I would just like shovel it in my mouth and just feel like I was in a trance. Like these are the more extreme cases that I felt. And when I was done, when I finally was able to get out of being paralyzed after an episode of just binging and shoveling the food that was all around me in my mouth, even rice cakes, like shit that, and then I would be done and I'd sit there and I would just sob and cry. And I would just like, like think about like that didn't even taste good. And that was disgusting. And you ruined your progress. And like, if anyone saw what you just did, they would never want to look at you or they would think you're disgusting. And just like the the most unworthy, self-shaming, self-guilting, self-sabotaging like types of thinking and beliefs about myself because I had no control and I didn't know how to stop. And then I would purge. Sometimes I would make myself throw up, not all the time. And other times I would just continue to sob crying in my bed. And then the next day, okay. And then in my mind, I'm going to run six miles tomorrow. I'm going to go to the gym. Like I would make my plan for the purge at the gym right? Like how would I purge off all this damage I did tomorrow at the gym? And then oftentimes like I, I would not go and it would be worse. So sometimes I would go and exercise the binge off or try my best. Usually I could not even get near the amount of quote unquote damage I had done, you know, the amount of calories, but in some days I wouldn't go and that made me worse. Oh my God. If I binged and I told myself that I was going to run six miles and burn off everything that I just binged on, and then I didn't go the next day. Good God. If you thought the shame was bad during the binge and after the binge that same night, the next day was worse. And it just kept going and didn't stop. So now that I'm approaching like 30 minutes now in this recording, and I just want to say again that it, it was a journey for me because I didn't have the program that I've created for my girls, right? Um, I slow, it took me, hmm, once I found personal development, I was like 27. Once I found OA and really wanted to, to fix my, my binging, eat, you know, my negative relationship with food, I was like 28. 
and then 29 I moved to Spain and that's when I was really building like you know learning to accept my body but it was in my own way it was on my own I was just using all the personal development books I had and nothing in regard to body image right and, I, and some but I was just on my own journey and I wouldn't let myself weigh in 2019 and I wouldn't let myself track anymore when I lived in Spain and I just had to surrender it right and then I moved back home to my hometown and that was another trigger so 2019 2020 and mind you 2020 is world pandemic I was super motivated to get fit again after my seven months of traveling in Europe um, back to my hometown of Bakersfield but I was so triggered I was like oh my god if my ex-boyfriend sees me or my other ex or my other guy I used to date or someone from high school or so, you know like anyone because Bakersfield is like a small town you know I was used to living in LA I hadn't lived in Bakersfield in like years right so I was like it was totally for validation and then I got in shape again I found CrossFit and I, I there was a lot of healing um, that had already occurred when I came back. Lots of healing around food and my body, although I was still pretty influenced on validation of my body and needing to be worthy regarding how I looked, right? Then I got all fit and guess what? World pandemic happened and your girl gained 15 pounds so freaking fast. Well, firstly, I was majorly depressed and I went from 20,000 steps a day with a crazy active lifestyles teaching at Cal State Bakersfield and Bakersfield College and I taught group fitness and then I was training and then I was adding double days because I was gonna try my first competition in CrossFit. I was so freaking active and I was starting to find my groove in Bakersfield and I, got, I was starting to get fitter, right? And I had lost a little bit of weight and things. And then the world pandemic happened. And if you go from 20,000 steps a day and being that active, I don't, if you have a binge eating pattern or not, you will gain weight. <laughs> going from all that activity to being a prisoner of your house. Mind you, and I was all alone. So honestly, as terrible as it was for like three months for me in the beginning of the uh, quarantine, because I was all alone, I had tremendous breakthroughs with food because I was already starting to heal my relationship with food. But then I started working with an actual binge eating coach. I found, like, I didn't even know these girls existed, <laughs> you know, and they don't, not a, there's not a lot of them, there's not a lot of me out there. Well, there are some, but not that I found. There's mostly the ones selling you meal plans and the stuff that does the damage. There's more of those out there than there are me helping you not do that anymore. But I'm, my hope is that women are going to start waking up and men to the reality of the damage of the dieting, I pray. Um, but until then, I will not stop sharing my message. So yeah, 2020 happened, and then I gained a bunch of weight. And honestly, 2020 was my biggest life transformation of food and my body. I had gained up to about 20 pounds in like four months from the pandemic. It was fast. I mean, I wasn't exercising, and I was sitting a lot, and then I was eating. And some nights I was lonely, so I was eating more. And it, the weight came on fast. And then I did it once I, but I was like in a place where I was accepting my body, right? It was like, okay, I gained this weight and then I was able to accept my body. It wasn't easy because I was heavier and I was coming out of a world damn pandemic, right? But then I met my partner I, and I believe that I attracted him because I was doing so much deep personal work. I share this all the time that, you know, I was single for so long and I was so sad and so lonely and I was so self-critical and I was so insecure. And it makes sense that I attracted, not that I was wrong, I was just so, I was in my own awareness then, you know, like that's what my consciousness was at that time in my journey, in my life, and it was necessary for me to learn, but I could be honest and say I attracted a lot of men that were not emotionally available for me, 
like I wasn't emotionally available for myself. Can you see that? It was like a reflection, you know? And um, a lot of men rejected me. A lot of guys that I thought that could have been my husband, you know, that were very handsome and into personal development and fitness and, you know, achieving great things. Like they just were flings because in the end they didn't want to date me. And it made sense now that I reflect back that I constantly rejected myself. I never accepted myself. And it made sense that I attracted men who didn't accept me either as their life partner. Okay, and so in 2020, when I started to really, really experience what it was like to accept my body as it was, even with 20 pounds excess fat again, you know, like I manifested my partner now who is the most caring, loving, supportive, wonderful partner I've ever, like I still think he's a dream in terms of the man that he is. And I believe it took me accepting myself to attract that. So honestly, in 2020, that's when a lot of the healing began. And you know, it wasn't perfect. It was messy. Life is messy. Transformation is messy because we're freaking human. And I think we only say messy because we're referencing it to perfection, right? And life really isn't messy. It's just life. And we add all this meaning, these labels, these perspectives and opinions about life to it, right? So, you know, and then 2021 is when I finally, um, so I was in 2020, I was like really focused on strength building at the end of that year with my partner because I accepted my body. I was like 20 pounds overweight and I even actually gained another like eight, nine pounds when I started dating him because we were drinking all the beer and eating all the tacos and going to the gym twice a day because I was on unemployment because the school shut down and I couldn't teach classes, right? So we had all this time and we were just eating, drinking and training and I got so strong that year. Um, but I was like an excess 30 pounds in 2020. And so I wasn't, I was weighing here and there, and I, but I wasn't shaming myself. I had healed my relationship with the scale. And then I share a lot about my current state, how I'm almost 30 pounds down from 2020. It was 2021 where I, myself as a coach, hired another coach to help me release body fat in the most positive, sustainable, healthy, self-loving way. And in 2020, I lost around 15 to 17 pounds while maintaining my muscle mass and with a healthy relationship with food while having beers here and there. But that year, I really mostly surrendered alcohol. I did not drink a lot that year due to my goals and things like that. And I maintained strength and I, and I, I grew so much physically and mentally. And then this year, I mean, it's September, we're already near the end of the year. And I've lost an additional like 12 pounds since 2020. So right now I'm with more muscle, with sustained muscle, with a positive relationship to food. Like, and I don't obsess over any food anymore. And like, I forget to eat sometimes it trips me out, but I will support my body in a healthy way and put an alarm on. So I make sure I eat. I bring my snacks with me and I forget that I have them, but I'll eat them because I'm hungry, like it's more intuitive and also scientific, like I make sure I track my protein. Um, so yeah, my share is like, it is insane that I went from 10 years or more, right? Even in my teens, I know that I was experiencing this, a lot of negative food and body relationships, right? But to be here today, 32 years young after all that mental suffering and physical suffering. Oh, and mind you, I didn't even mention, I won't blab, okay, this podcast is getting mighty long, but I also lost my period for almost two years. And if you don't know already, this should be another podcast. I wanna uh, interview a, a menstrual cycle uh, 
I can't, I'm losing the train of thought, but the professionals in that area, right? I want to uh, interview someone because I'm very passionate about a healthy, normal, real period and not using hormonal birth control and using the natural holistic ways to, you know, prevent pregnancy or whatever it is your goal is with your body and your life, right? But I'm really passionate about eliminating the hormone, um, the forms of birth control with hormones because it's not a real period and your natural regular period is a sign of good health right and we all have different experiences right like I don't know your personal story so I'm just kind of sharing briefly about this but I'm saying that all that extreme dieting and the binging and the purging and the stress the stress from grad school and the stress from beating myself up I lost my period for two years right like my poor body (laughs) my poor body man and that was my journey you know that's what i experienced and i wouldn't be here today helping the women that i help if i didn't go through all that suffering in my body and with food you know and again it is just a fucking miracle that i'm where i am right now and it's also not a miracle it's also very very possible and i have found the recipe on how to heal this shit and also create your fittest body or whatever that looks like for you, your healthiest body. And um, yeah, my fit and free formula program is my child. And this is where I help women literally transform who, who relate to me on all levels or most levels, go from insecure, mental prison, physical prison, shame, guilt, frustration, defeat to fucking empowered. Excuse my French, but like, yeah, right? Or If it's not empowered like on a day that's not like the best day or it's a challenging emotional or challenging mental day where we have control and we're not binge eating or we still go to the gym even though we're feeling like shit like you know what I mean because I want to remind you team that I'm not a freaking fairy like I'm not like not human you know like I could tell you that actually this is a great time to share this in this last week I'm on my period right now I uh, cried like five different times due to personal things going on in my life and then also frustrations and probably hormones dropping and shit. Like, I'm human, okay? And I also had two popsicles last night that are full of all kinds of sugar just because I wanted it. Like, I'm human, y'all. But overall, I am free. And I choose confidence and I can expose my body and, and train my brain to feel safe in that moment and not binge eat, not obsess over calories. And 80, 90% of the time eat really healthily because it tastes good, it feels good, and it's my lifestyle. And then 10 to 20% of the time I'm eating like the popsicles last night or freaking ice cream or cookies or freaking pizza, whatever food I want, and there's no shame or guilt attached to it. And that was once impossible for me. So yeah, I think I'm going to stop there. There's so much more I could share about the pain and the suffering and the misery literally with food my body weight, my physical insecurities, and the struggle, right? And I think I shared enough. And also just like, I could I could share a whole podcast on like what the freedom feels like, you know? Um, and I just want you to know that if you relate to any of this, know that I'm here for you always. Uh, you have this podcast. I'm on Instagram. The show notes below always have my links for resources. And I really, really suggest that you join my Facebook group if you haven't already. Um, Because I'm going to be announcing my exciting announcement uh, very soon here. And especially get on my email list too. So um, thank you for listening. I want to remind you that there's hope. Um, If you really, really are struggling deeply right now. Oh, there goes my alarm. Never fails. 
when I'm podcasting, I tell you, I have alarms for everything. <laughs> and I think I shut them off, but this podcast went longer than I thought. So anyway, if you're really deep in the shame, guilt, binging cycle or anything like that, I want you to step away from that voice of fear and reach out to me. Send me an email. My contact is in the show notes or send me a direct message on Instagram. Like whatever it is you have to do to ask for help, right? The last thing I'm going to say is that the shame that we feel in anything in our life, but especially when we binge on food, it will stay and perpetuate if you don't share it. Shame loves to live in fear and shame loves to live in secrecy. So the more that we keep what we're struggling with, which is actually quite prevalent team, we think we're the only ones, but that's not true. We're just all ashamed to share the truth. Okay. And I'm here to make a safe space for you to speak your truth, right? Shame will stay prevalent, present in your life if you don't share it and if you stay afraid. And if you walk with that fear, that fear of being judged, that fear that I'm going to shame you or whoever else, and you share it, there's relief. Because in my opinion, of every negative emotion, anger, sadness, depression, fear, shame, I don't know about you, but shame for me is the most painful outside of grief. Grief of losses and shame are on the same level for me. They are deeply painful and you don't deserve that. So if you're deep in that shit, sister, like just reach out to me. Don't even think about it. Just send me a DM, send me an email and I can support you, give you some tools, some suggestions, or maybe you might be the perfect fit to change your life in my life changing program. Okay. All right. Join my Facebook group. That is a demand. Just kidding. I love you so much. You're perfect as you are. Even if you've been Jade, I don't give a shit. I've done it too. And hey, I'm freaking perfect. <laughs> perfect is an illusion. Have a beautiful day and I love you. All right. Thanks so much for tuning in. I hope this episode motivated you to shift into a boss babe mindset, to move that body and to get out there and just show up powerfully. If Permission to Play podcast inspires you in any way, please share with the gals that you know will benefit from tuning in. Know that leaving a five-star review will help this podcast reach and impact more women who need to hear it. I'd absolutely love to hear your feedback and content requests in the comments. Just make sure you hit that subscribe button so you never, ever miss an episode. You all can find me on the gram with the handle at Carissa Lulu. And girl, do not be shy. Hit me in that DM. I get so excited to connect in real life. Just thanks again for tuning in. I'm so stoked that you're here. Now get out there, girl, and go give yourself permission to play.